Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. A lot of us considering or actually looking for a new job or a career change. And with all of that, it starts with one thing, your resume. It's almost like a a word where you get anxiety when you say the word resume, (laughs) because you know there's a lot involved, there's a lot on the line when it comes to your resume, and she can ease your fears with all of that. She's worked with so many people, won awards, by the way, for all the work she does in relation to resumes and careers, and she is an executive resume master with Career Marketing Center. Amy Britta-Watt is back with us. Amy, welcome. How you doing? Hi, Steve. Thank you so much for having me back, and I'm great. Yeah, it's good to have you back here, and we did talk about resumes a few episodes back, but we didn't really do the deep dive, and there's a lot to consider with your resume, and a lot of new things. I mean, a lot of us are maybe stuck in the old school world where we don't consider what's going on now in terms of keywords and algorithms and all of that, so why don't we... Why don't we boil back to the the beginning here? Let's say it's somebody who is entering the workforce for the first time. Maybe it's somebody younger. Maybe it's a mom who really didn't have a lot of work experience. She raised the kids and then, and now it's time for her to move forward with uh, some type of career and extra income. Amy, how do you write a resume when you really, you don't really have a lot of experience? Okay. Those are actually some of my favorite resumes to write um, because During those conversations I have with clients, I get to help them unearth all of the value that they can bring. For example, if you have no formal work experience, you still have experience through uh, volunteer work. Um, Maybe you coached on on a team and you can highlight your communication skills and your team building, uh, diffusing conflict, um, some board experience. And when people don't have a lot of experience, what I recommend they do, um, the top one-third of your resume is gets the most attention. So in that top one-third, I recommend that people put the name of the position that they're targeting. So for example, if it's an administrative assistant, so put administrative assistant key skills. And then pick the bullet point that has the check mark go through the job posting, find are they looking for organization, are they looking for communication, list those words and then how you meet them beside it. So as soon as they open up that resume, the focus is not, oh, this person hasn't worked in five years, it's wow, they have everything we're looking for. Hmm. Interesting. I would imagine that when you work with somebody on their resume, you need to really you need to know their story, you know, to, to hear everything so that you can formulate the, the best uh, way to word it? Yes, absolutely. Um, I typically gather all of the information from a client with a questionnaire. Um, I do get some pushback <laughs> on the questionnaire uh, because people say, well, can we do it over the phone? And, I, you know, you need time to think about all that you have done and to refresh your memory on the volunteering you did with a school, the work placement maybe you did in high school, um, and draw in on all those. So I'm really good at grabbing questions to, to start to spark people's memories on mm. all the skills that they have. Yeah, that's interesting too, because a lot of us forget <laughs> that we may have, we may have done something in the past, uh, even on a, a volunteer level, whatever it might be, 
And there are valuable skills that may have been learned at that time, but we got to jar the memory, and that's that's where you come in. How about highlighting the good stuff, the strengths that you have in a resume? Got any tips for that? Yes. Um, so I like to use different weighted fonts. So, for example, Calibre is one of my favorite fonts. I will use Calibre regular, and I may put the keyword. So if we go back to the administrative assistant job, and they're looking for communication skills. And so that word is slightly bolded, and then say how you meet it. So that when the recruiter opens up the resume, their eyes are drawn to the keywords that match their job posting. Don't just use one weighted font throughout your resume. Hmm. Okay, so you got to be a little, call it slightly graphically creative to make stuff stand out. Absolutely, absolutely. And... Right now, I mean, people want, recruiters want to see visuals. That's what makes you stand out. Um, it shows attention to detail. It can show your creativity. And if I'm looking for someone to work for me, I want someone that has attention to detail, no matter what the job is, and someone that is creative. Um, so visuals definitely do matter and on the resume. And by picking those keywords and placing them on your resume and then saying how you meet them, you are ATS, the applicant tracking software that's reading your resume. You're fulfilling what they want so that you get triaged up to the top and then hopefully the human picks yours to look at. And then when they open it up, it's also very visually appealing. You know, to your point, uh, let's see, it was about 12 years ago, someone hired me just because I'm detail-oriented and, and literally told me I had a relationship with him prior to that. But I'm a Virgo. Typically, Virgos are kind of detail-oriented. And he literally said, that's why I hired you. That's it. I, I knew that you would pay attention to the details. So details are important sometimes. What other things are recruiters looking for in resumes? Okay, so they want to see what impact and what value do you bring. So I don't recommend the strategy of a responsibility-based resume. I advise people to write one that is results focused. Talk about what you delivered. So um, for example, if we know that you work um, as an administrative assistant, we know that you do filing organization, but quantify it and say, you know, I'm able to handle, you know, 150 emails a day. I am able to support three executives and quantify it so that it puts it into context. And then you can add a visual for them and, you know, an image to say, you know, takes 500 emails or 500 emails, 150 emails a day um, and quantify it so that it's very noticeable and that your resume stands out. Because if it's a plain black and white resume, all the font is the same, there's nothing there that draws the eye in. It's going to look like every other resume. That's what I'm, I'm visualizing it. I'm seeing that in front of me. And you want it to stand out but not be over the top. A hundred percent. And I don't want to say the software because I love the software and I use it, but there is a, a well-used software and they have resume templates. And please don't use them because everyone uses them hmm. and you're just going to look like 99% of the people have that wow factor. And then the employer, like you said, your attention to detail, 
the what they call soft skills matter. I can teach you the technical skills, but I want to know that you have the base and a hard skill that not a lot of people have is that attention to detail. Mm. Which is not a skill that you can learn. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 in you. Sometimes it's maybe it's kind of over the top and you got to pull back sometimes because you get obsessed with those details, but uh it, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Um what about the elements in your your resume that you really need to pop up? Any other things that uh, come to your mind? Okay. So, um if for an executive, let's say, really focus on the numbers and mm. quantify everything, have a graph and so that you can show um, the increase in return on investment, how much money was saved, the revenue boost that you generated. Um, I have a little um, acronym that I like to use, and it's interesting because at the beginning of the podcast you had mentioned that the resume can feel, you know, overwhelming and there's so many rules. And so I like to think of it as a storm. And it is a acronym that I use. And the S stands the S stands for keep your resume succinct. So keep it short, um, target. Make sure it's on target. So every single resume that you are applying for a position, you've got to change out those keywords. And then the O is be very organized. I mean, the attention to detail matters. I, it takes me many hours to write these resumes because I obsess on the details. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether it's decimal three in between each line or decimal two, and it really does matter. Um, the R stands for results driven. Bring in those numbers. Demonstrate the value that you bring. And then the M of the storm is keep it modern. Get away. Don't use Times New Roman font. <laughs> don't, you, don't even use a font that has a serif, if you will, if you need to look that up. That's my personal opinion. But if you, if you don't know what a serif is, look it up. Look it up. Yes. Doesn't, yes. 100%. Yeah. So that's by using this storm, you can be the eye of the storm in a good way. <laughs> Crazy question here. Um, Sometimes resumes are still mailed. A lot of you know, obviously, the majority are are sent uh, electronically. But if you are, should you even mail a resume? Let's say if you applied one way, um, but you want to catch their attention as it arrives in the mail as well, is that a good idea or a bad idea? Oh, that's a good question. Um... And I and I have a follow up question to that. So once you answer that one, I got another one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I can see the pros and cons. The con to mailing it is they might think you are not modern, <laughs> and maybe you don't have the technical skills to do that. Another negative is what? Okay. Probably- okay. Let me address that oh, before sorry. you jump in. What if you had a cover letter that said, obviously, I, you know, most importantly, I made sure I applied online, if that's a situation, sometimes you upload, or I emailed you my resume, but I, um, this world is so impersonal, so I also wanted to make sure that you had it in your hands. Uh, something like that. I love that. <laughs> so that would be a positive, um, because that's showing that you're going the extra mile. So if you're going to um, go against what the instructions are, I would add like a sentence saying why you're doing this. Sure. 
Yeah. And I'm going to go, well, I, I had one question. Now I've got two more or thoughts. Um, this one's going out there, but let's say you've decided to mail, snail mail that email, uh, that resume. What about handwriting your cover letter, keeping it very short, but an actual handwritten, because nobody ever does that anymore. So with that, it's more personal. And I don't know, I see studies that show that people appreciate getting something where somebody actually took the time to write it out. Good idea, bad idea on the fence. What do you think? I like it. I like it. Um, I think it does show that personal touch, um, which is missing and people crave it and people want that personal touch. Um, so I do, I do like it. Okay. And again, you have to, at the opening start of the letter, explain that, you know, as requested, I uploaded or emailed my resume just so we, we factor out the, that you're not technologically challenged, <laughs> you know, get that out of the way. Uh, and then final thought on that, what about putting it on a, type of paper type of stock that might stand out i remember back in the day when people mailed um resumes and you know you could back then you could email but you, you would still be mailing them i had a paper called classic linen which had a linen feel to it and it was like an off-white kind of cream color the only reason it's popping in my head is i was going through some some uh different types of paper in my office. And I actually found it. <laughs> I actually found a pack of it. Uh, what do you think about changing up the paper and not just putting it on white? Definitely. I would stick to the uh, cream colors. I wouldn't go colorful. Um, mm -hmm. You know, back when we used to mail our resumes in, that was one thing I would do is I would go to, you know, a business depot kind of store and get it printed on high quality paper with their, commercial laser printers yep. um, and have it printed properly. So if you are going to mail it in, I would get the beautiful linen paper. Um, it's, it's like what I call like a wedding invitation mm -hmm. kind of feel. It's very, it's like cashmere. Yeah, no, I, it's bougie. It's bougie. It's resume bougie. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> and I'm going to throw one out. We have actually have a question. We're going to get with that in a sec after we take a short break. But one other idea. And, uh, you know, we're thinking together here, Amy. Blue is the number one trust color. That's why if you look in any kind of medical marketing, you'll see shades of blue. A lot of times they use maybe that linen paper with a light blue tone to it might just psychologically do something for you. I don't think it could hurt. You know, if you're just, you know, you don't have to pick. If you have to pick a color, maybe that would be the one to go. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, I, I like that as long as it's light. And the other yes, color yes. that really works well is like a very pale turquoise okay. for the medical industry. Okay. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. You know, what we're saying is get away from the, the cream color. Um, you know, if you're you're looking to achieve something. We are talking with Amy. She's the executive resume master with Career Marketing Center. Resume tips, we have lots of them coming up and we're going to take a short break. If you want to weigh in, by the way, instantfeedbacksteve at gmail.com. Uh, Amy, what's your, before we take a break, what's your website? Um, it is www.careermarketingcenter.com and you can spell center E-R at the end or R-E. 
We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Randy, and this is Dave. We're the founders of Bombas, the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. So comfortable, we sold and donated millions of pairs. To sell and donate a lot of socks, we became obsessed with comfort. We reinvented the sock from the ground up, adding comfort innovations along the way. It worked. People tried them, loved them, told their friends about them. Helping us sell and donate millions of pairs. Try them now at bombas.com slash comfy and get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash comfy. Parallels Desktop, the number one choice of Mac users to run Windows on Mac. Windows applications run effortlessly. Parallels Desktop is seamless and fast. Whether you need to run a Windows program, develop or test, game, or just looking for the ultimate flexibility without having to restart, you're completely covered with Parallels Desktop for Mac. Fast, powerful, and easy. You don't become a 117-year-old automaker in this country by refusing to change. The Ford Motor Company does not resist, deny, or ignore change. We pledge to make our most iconic vehicles electric, to use 100% renewable energy across all global manufacturing plants by 2035, to stand for lower greenhouse gas emissions, to stand with Americans and for the planet. All across Greater Fort Lauderdale, millions of taste buds are cheering. Because right now you can dine at top restaurants and enjoy amazing three-course meals starting at just $35. So good. This is what I'm talking about. Pass the butter. It's all part of Lauder Deals. Great deals at restaurants, spas, attractions, and of course, hotels. Look at that beach view. Look at that mini bar. See all the Lauder Deals and plan your beach getaway at visitlauderdale.com slash deals. Hey, who ate all the key lime pie? Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Helping you out with resume tips today, getting really great ones because she is an executive resume master with Career Marketing Center, and she is Amy, and she is Kristen. Kristen checks in from Newark, New Jersey, instantfeedbacksteve at gmail.com. She says, how long should a resume be? I'm struggling with editing mine to make sure it's got enough strong points, but it isn't too wordy. Okay, fabulous question. Um, I think it really depends on the position that she is applying to. Um, If she has enough resume content to fill two pages, make it two pages. Hmm. If she only has the resume content to fill one page and like a quarter of the second page, then she might want to consider removing some items so that it is one page. You just want to make sure that you fill the full pages. Okay. I found I learned something from you before, Amy, uh, in that put down the facts and figures. So it's almost in my mind, I'm almost looking at a LinkedIn profile because you'd see that all the time in LinkedIn, you know, increase sales by by 68% or whatever it might be. Um, But you said before, graphs. Did I hear you right in a resume? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I put visuals in most of my resumes. Hmm. Um, If if I have a visual, because of ATS, I also want to have it in Word format so it's not lost. But it's that visual that pulls the reader in because when I deliver a resume to somebody, um, nobody talks about, oh, a great use of words. <laughs> right. They look at, oh, my goodness, it's beautiful. So 
I want the words to satisfy the ATS, but the visuals to satisfy the human. And what you're talking about is the software that many companies use to go through resumes using looking for keywords, right? Absolutely. With, um, you know, there's a shortage of workers. Everyone's trying to find workers. And so people are using applicant tracking systems, which is a software. It filters resumes based on keywords. And then if, if there's 100 applicants or 500, the hiring manager will get like the top 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. Resume tips. I know we talked about this before. I don't think we ever got to it. The top 10 resume tips, is uh, is that something we could hit up right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, always start with a target. Never just start blind. Even if you're looking to transition to another career, you don't have to have, this is the exact job I want, but have a target so that you can start weaving in and get the base resume completed. Once you have the base completed, the next tip is customize the content. So go in and adjust the words for the keywords based on what the job posting is asking for. Okay, so, um, so one, start with a target. Two, customize it. Three, go through the job posting with a fine-tooth comb. Find those keywords. Use variations of them. And when you're writing, number four, when you're writing your resume, be specific and use the details. Be results-driven. Um, so that would be my four and five, uh, the results. Keep it short. Be modern. Um, I like to leave my resume statements with an action verb. So um, boosted, improved, resolved, lead with an action verb. Um, and just really don't, don't put everything on your resume for the sake of putting it on there. You don't have to go back 20 years. If, mm. if your most recent is you know, the last five years, stick to that because the top one-third of your resume gets the most attention. If you don't, it's like TikTok. If you don't grab them in those first two seconds, they're swiping you. The same thing with this resume. You've got to grab their attention in that top one-third. I'm getting thoughts. I'm getting visuals based on all of this right now. Okay. Um, what if you had some great skills back in the day? Yeah, you worked for companies and it was like 20 years ago, but there was some substantial stuff that you took care of. You're proud of it. Um, can you put that in somewhere, but not go into the detail that it was 20 years ago and the, the timeline? A hundred percent. So one of the things that I do for difficult transitions or to remove ageism is I won't put the dates. I would put something like five years of experience in marketing mm. and then say your deliverables. Mm. I love that. Yeah, so, so, you know, that's not so obvious, but I didn't think of that. And I'm sure most of us don't either. <laughs> uh, one more question. Career objective. So many put that at the top. What's your career objective? And it's a, a sentence that's usually boilerplate. It doesn't really mean too much half the time. Should you include it or not? Get rid of it so fast. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. It is boring. Um, it's selfish. It's about what I want, mm. right? It, they're, they're not hiring you because of it. Get rid of this objective. Instead, have a either three to five sentence 
summary on the value that you bring or what you can do for them. Yeah, that's right. Or use like if you if sometimes I feel like people aren't going to read it because it's a paragraph. So I really like at the top putting, you know, administrative assistant, you know, key skills and then three to five check marks related to their job posting. And that check mark signifies, oh, this person has it. They have it. They have it. They have it. And that's in the top one-third. And it invites them in, and they want to call you for the interview. It's almost like a mini resume. Yes, yes. And just grab their attention Mm. in the beginning. The key to the resume, a resume does not get you a job. Uh, It's the interview. And so you just want to use your resume as the pamphlet yeah. to get the company to call you so that you can give them the encyclopedia in the interview. <laughs> I think we need to flip it around and look at the resume as an advertising piece. You're advertising yourself and you want the consumer to take action. What's that action? Call you and book a, book some kind of a uh, interview. Uh, and sometimes we don't do it that way, you know, but... Without being too flashy and too crazy, you got to sell yourself. And that's why I love uh, the fact that you put in or you suggest to put in the the visuals like graphs and things like that. Amy, if somebody is uh, struggling with their resume or just wants to do it right, they can reach out to you and um, you have a free consult on your website? Oh, yes. People can call me. They can email me. Um, they can message me through LinkedIn, TikTok. You know, I love TikTok. Sure. <laughs> um, any way that they find me, they can message me. I respond uh, to everybody, and I'm here to help. It. I just, I absolutely love writing resumes. You can tell. And <laughs> if I was looking at your resume right now, it it would or it should include lots of the awards that you won for the work you do with resumes and so much else in the uh, Career Marketing Center. So the website, once again, careermarketingcenter.com, and that's center spelled both ways, right? Uh, R-E-N-E-R, right? That's right. Beautiful. Amy, great talking with you. Lots of great, great tips today, and uh, I'm looking forward next time we get a chance to get together. Okay, thank you, Steve. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. They'll challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. They'll push you to the edge of your sanity. Because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs. Defend it. Who makes the payments? Who cleans it? Who drives it? You do. That's who. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch. Until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup.